Welcome to Radio B&R, a podcast production of the Baptist and Reflector, the official news journal of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. Radio B&R, keeping Tennessee Baptists informed about the issues impacting their lives and churches. Hello and welcome into this edition of Radio BNR. I'm your host, Chris Turner, Director of Communications at the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. And today I'm joined with Willie McLaren, who is the Special Assistant to Executive Director Randy Davis. And Willie also is Director of Black Church Development here at the Mission Board. Willie, welcome in and thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Chris. It's my pleasure to be here. Well, this is indeed a special privilege, especially... Uh, since it is Black History Month, but uh, there's so much more to um, black history than just what we celebrate. Certainly one of the things that we celebrate is the growth of the African-American church, not only in Tennessee, but across the country as it relates to the Southern Baptist Convention. Just tell me a little bit about what has gone on convention-wide and then, then what you see as you travel across Tennessee. You know, Chris, the Southern Baptist Convention, by many years ago when uh, the convention elected Dr. Fred Luter as the first president of the That's Southern right. Baptist Convention, I'll never forget that day. My daughter at the time was probably 10 years old, and we were on the second row from wow. the stage at the Southern Baptist Convention. And um, it meant so much to me to see Brother Fred elected that tears really came streaming uh, down my eyes. And my That's daughter right. at the time, uh, she really didn't understand those tears, but I'm hoping and praying that as she gets older, she'll realize she was one of the few of her generation mm-hmm. uh, that were a part of that, uh, that experience. Well, and one of the cool things is, and we were going to talk about this a little later on, but this is appropriate. We had our own Fred Luter moment here in Tennessee just a couple years ago. Yeah, we sure did. Uh, Dr. Michael Ellis, uh, the pastor of the Impact Baptist Church in Memphis, uh, Tennessee, he became and was elected as the first uh, African-American president of the uh, Tennessee Baptist Convention. And with that taking place, that began a new chapter in the life of the work that God's doing through Tennessee Baptist. Yeah, and how do you see uh, the, the, how's the African-American church here grown in Tennessee as, as it relates to the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board and Tennessee Baptist Convention? Yeah, we, we've had significant growth among our African-American churches here in Tennessee. Over a decade ago, we probably had around 70 to 74 African-American congregations who were a part of our network of churches and to date we have just over a hundred congregations who are strategically aligned and uh, strategically engaged and are significantly involved uh, in the life of the Tennessee Baptist Convention. Yeah and we mentioned Dr. Ellis uh, and if anybody ever has an opportunity to become familiar with Impact Church in Memphis it's a great work going on in a very strategic part of town. But, but we have some other men who are rising up within the African-American church who are really great leaders and are providing some leadership with, with what's going on in the, in the black church movement within Tennessee. Who, who are some of those guys that are out there that are just, you see, are really rising up and strengthening that, that, uh, that, that unity in that group? Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you asked that, Chris, because we've got a variety of, of pastors. We've got pastors who've been a part of this network for years, guys like Frederick Brabson, who's doing a tremendous work over in Knoxville, Tennessee, is well-respected in Knoxville, well-respected in our bivocational uh, community, and well-respected across our state. But not only Frederick Brabson, but in Clarksville, Tennessee, Pastor uh, Willie Freeman 
Pastor Willie Freeman uh, began a work that was needed in Clarksville to reach African Americans, one of the fastest growing churches in our state. They are baptizing over a hundred new people wow. uh, every year. But not only have we seen that involvement from pastors who've been around for a while, but we've even got some guys who are church planners, a guy like uh, James Noble, Dr. Yeah. James Noble, who yeah. um, received his PhD, but he's also uh, a church planner uh, in the Memphis area, served as um, the first vice president of our of convention. Um, the Lord's called him on now in the South Carolina, but we're really proud about the fact that men like him uh, have paid a significant contribution to our work here in Tennessee and our causes have advanced. As a result of just kind of our focus on just um, seeing new churches aligned and, and been a part of our network, we've got pastors like Pastor Bartholomew Orr, yes who uh, pastors the Brown Missionary Baptist Church down in South Haven, Mississippi, they saw our mission, they saw our vision, they saw our intentionality to get people off the road to hell and get on the road to right. heaven, and they enthusiastically became a part of our network, and uh, Pastor Orr is leading a significant work in and among our state. And, and not just that, uh, some of these men have become, beyond Michael, have become part of the leadership within our, either our executive board, uh, Tennessee Baptist Mission Board Executive Board, or within the, the convention itself in a different type of leadership role uh, from, a, from a convention's perspective. So these aren't just churches that are coming, and these are men who are coming in and participating and getting involved in the life of the convention. Yeah, a lot of guys don't know how our convention is structured, but the way our convention is structured, you, you think of it differently than a normal convention structure. At the top of our structure is the local church. That's right. And so uh, these men are not just men that uh, their church's name are on the list, but these men are involved and are serving on our boards. They're serving in our committees. They've got significant leadership positions uh, in uh, our convention, and these men are actively involved in making the decisions that shape uh, our culture and shape the direction of our of our convention. Yeah, and they've been very active members too Absolutely. and have really spoken Absolutely. into what yeah. we're doing, not only as a mission board, but also as a, as a convention. Absolutely. Um, what is a little bit about uh, how, how you see the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board serving the African American church in Tennessee? Yeah, you know, the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board serves the African American churches in so uh, many ways. One of the uh, ways that we serve the local churches is we have a lot of churches that come and they are new church plants and so we try to serve them by getting them connected to our church planning team so that they can be trained in how to start a church in an underserved and underreached uh, people group area. But another one of the ways that we really take pride is, is equipping um, the local church by providing uh, scholarships for pastors and churches to attend conferences such as our Black Church Leadership Conference, which is one of our premier conferences every year. We bring in um, leading experts in the area of Black Church development to equip and to train uh, Black churches in all um, areas. We provide scholarships for uh, 
church leadership to be a part of our church administration um, conferences. And so there's just a great variety of ways. One of the newest ways we're training is providing opportunities for black churches to be involved and being trained in disaster relief. Wow. Um, many of us know about Hurricane Katrina, and just recently there was a, a massive tornado that mm -hmm. took place in New Orleans, and one of the pastors that lost his church, I know him personally, yeah. and I was just thinking, man, wouldn't it be cool uh, just to be able to call the church and say, hey, we've got a sister church in another part of the That's country, right. And we need you to send your team there. So those are just some of the ways that we're serving those churches. Another way is in the area of stewardship development. Uh, many of our churches are in poverty-stricken areas. And so just cultivating stewardship and providing opportunities for churches to um, to to uh, grow in the area of stewardship is a just a really practical way that we can serve those churches. Yeah, and one you touched on something with the disaster relief, and really just now again with uh, in more impoverished areas, there is a great need for the African American church to be mobilized and on mission. I know that's something that's very close to yes. your heart because you see a mobilized church and a missional church is a healthy church. Talk a little bit about the need for the African-American church to, to really grab a hold of that great commission calling. Chris, I saw that need over 12 years ago. I led a team to uh, West Africa. I was a black guy, African-American, led a team of white folk. And uh, when I got to Africa, my African brothers and sisters said, Finally, where have you been, my brother? Wow. And it and, and it and the lights begin to come on yeah. in my heart and in my head. And I begin to think about C.T. Studd, who said, "The light that shines the farthest is the one that shines the brightest at yeah. home." And I absolutely agree that a mission church, a church that's mobilized that's on right. mission, is a healthy church. But not only do we have to be on mission overseas, but right here in our own state, Tennessee, uh, Tennessee really is a mission field. Uh, there are areas here in um, Tennessee, areas right here in our own state that uh, inner city areas, they are looking for the black church. I've had people ask me, Willie, where are the black churches? Wow. Our white brothers and sisters and other brothers and sisters, they're showing up, but where are the black church? Yeah. And so I, I, I just appeal to every church that really wants to be a great commission church, just to look around your community, look around your neighborhood and ask the Lord, Lord, how can we be a blessing yeah. to our community? And I must say that the we know the answer to this already. Right. The way that we can be a blessing to that community is to give them the good news of the gospel and serve them the way Christ would serve. Yeah, and we have a mutual friend, International Mission Board missionary Courtney Street, yeah, who's Jamaican-American. Yeah, man. And, yeah, man. You know, one of the things that he has said is that the Great Commission is not a Caucasian calling. It's a calling for everyone. Yeah. And so, you know, we do look at, at our needs here, especially in our five mega cities that we have or what yes. we're calling our mega cities with Memphis and Nashville, Knoxville, Chattanooga, and Clarksville. And we have uh, City Reach right now, yes. which is a missional project that's focused this year on Knoxville, and then it'll move over succeeding years to the other four cities. But there are some projects that would be a great opportunity for an African-American church who might not either have the resources 
or the necessarily the ability right now to go overseas, they could take a group and engage on really a, a ministry, a missions opportunity that would focus on African-Americans in Knoxville. Talk a little bit about some of that opportunity. Yeah, I'm glad you asked that, Chris. One of the things that's happened the past couple of years, we've taken over 100 of our students, grades 7 through 12, we've taken them on international mission trips to Jamaica, and those trips have been great. We've seen just a great number of people come to know the Lord, but those trips also are uh, pretty expensive. And the Lord put upon my heart that uh, missions is not just overseas, but missions is also right here in Tennessee. And I'm grateful and thankful for uh, Tennessee Baptists who uh, saw the vision and caught the vision for us to reach the cities here in uh, Tennessee. And uh, Knoxville is this year's emphasis of city reach and we're mobilizing African-American students this year uh, June 7th through the 11th uh, to go to Knoxville, Tennessee and to be on mission there in Knoxville. We've got a great, great schedule set up for those students to be on mission and the cost is going to be significantly lower because we do understand that people want to be on mission but sometimes it's a challenge financially for those students to, uh, to be on mission. And so we're absolutely excited about partnering with New Covenant Baptist Church in Knoxville, partnering with the Knox County Baptist of Associations, uh, Phil Young, who's the director of missions there, uh, partnering with uh, some of the local um, ministry centers in Knoxville and the students are going to have an opportunity to go on the campus of UT Knoxville and be a be part great. of the Baptist Collegiate yeah. Ministry, the Diversity Center, and then hopefully uh, they'll have an opportunity to see some people come to know the Lord Jesus yeah. Christ and uh, baptized and so on the road to discipleship. Well, I definitely think, you know, the, the diversity and the growth of diversity in a healthy African-American church, healthy ethnic churches in our state, yeah. it, it helps us. Um, look more like what heaven will look that's like. That's right, that's right. And so we recently talked to William Burt in ethnic ministry yes. and the growth of the church, uh, ethnic church in Tennessee. Yes. Growth of the African-American church in Tennessee. Absolutely. What we need are healthy churches of all ethnicities that resemble that, that uh, passage in Revelation that talks about some from every tribe to That's right, that's right. And so we're starting to see that in Tennessee and we just need more of it. We, we really do need more of it. You know, every week, Chris, I get a call from pastors across Tennessee who are not a part of the Tennessee Baptist Convention, but they are, they're probing, they're asking, you yeah. know, Man, we want to be a part. How can we come be a part? We've heard about the emphasis that you have on evangelism and discipleship and missions and stewardship and all of those things. Yeah. The emphasis on prayer and the emphasis on worship. And we want to be a part of a convention that is adding value to uh, the local church. And I get those calls every week. And I would say to any pastor who is interested in being a part of our, our convention um, that they've made the right uh, inquiry. We, yeah. we want to talk with them. Um, I want to invite them to come be a part of our, our convention where they can come to the table 
and add value to what we're doing here in Tennessee. How could they go about getting in touch with you? If they heard this podcast, what, what do we tell them? Hey, they can email me. Uh, my email is wmclaurin, M-C-L-A-U-R-I-N, at tmbaptist.org, or they can call me at the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board at area code 615-371-2011, and I would absolutely look forward to having a conversation. Awesome. Well, Willie, thanks so much for being in and telling us a little bit about the African-American church in Tennessee. And we look forward to seeing more growth. And hopefully we can catch up soon to hear that there's been even more movement, uh, especially in the front of missions and see the church grow here uh, just within our state and hopefully the ends of the earth. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate you, man. Thank you for listening to Radio BNR, a podcast production of The Baptist and Reflector, the official news journal of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. This and other episodes can be downloaded at baptistandreflector.org forward slash radio BR. The ministries of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board are supported through the cooperative program and gifts received through the Golden Offering for Tennessee Missions. For more information, visit tnbaptist.org.